there is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to change the station. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will bring it to a whisper. For the next hour, sit quietly and we shall control all that you hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits. And now, it's time for the radio show that covers just about every topic. Because variety is the spice of life. From the arcane and unusual to current events and practical tips. Because if it's interesting, they'll be talking about it. And now, here's Bill and Allison Mancaro. Good morning, Hill Country. Good morning. Good morning, morning, Allison. It is Bill and Allison, right? That's what we are? <laughs> I think so. I think so. 8.09 is our Hill Country Patriot time this morning. We're glad to have you with us for our two-hour show, our big two-hour That's show. Right. Yeah, we've, That's right. We're we've eight, been, 8 to 10. We've been doubled in our time, which we're very grateful to the station for doing. And the show is very good taste on their part. <laughs> and, uh, you know, normally we prepare about six hours of material for our one-hour shows, and now we're up to 12 yeah. for a two-hour show. Yeah, but Bill gave me a huge stack of of stuff last night. I'm thinking, good golly, this is, yeah. this is like... A, I don't think we'll make it se- through se- it. Several that's months okay. worth of shows. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Oh, we always like to begin our program with a verse. All they that hate me love death, Proverbs 8. Boy, is that not relevant for today. It sure is. And yesterday and last night. And, uh, of course, I'm speaking of the... Roe versus Wade decision uh, of the Supreme Court, which we're going to be talking about today. Uh, it won't be the whole show and by any means, but uh, we have to talk about it. I think it's very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of uh, interesting things uh, happened this week in history. In 1921, the first patients were admitted to the American Legion Memorial Sanatorium, now known as the Kerrville Veterans Affairs Medical Center. No, what year was that? 1921 wow. started. First wow. patients. The hospital was established in 1919 as a result of efforts by the Benevolent War Risk Society of Texas to raise money by popular subscription to build a hospital for the treatment of World War I veterans. The Shriner family of Kerrville deeded property fronting the Guadalupe River, where it is now, to the society in April of 1920. Construction began later that year. Um, Building was halted in 1921 due to lack of funds, but the Department of Texas of the American Legion purchased the project for $1 and undertook fundraising. It'd probably be more expensive to buy it today, I think. Don't you? I, um, I think so. <laughs> in April 1921, the American Legion donated the unfinished buildings and 748 acres of land to the state of Texas, which subsequently opened the facility today. The Kerrville VA Hospital continues to provide health care to over 18,000 veterans in its primary service area, which covers 14 Texas counties. So that was this week in 1921. Wow. I didn't even know Kerrville was around in 1921. (laughs) Yes, Kerrville was around in 1921. Oh, my. 
812. And temps around the area uh, in the 70s, and they'll be in the 90s today, and that's old news, isn't it? It's already hot and muggy. Yeah, it is. And Junction, congratulations. You come in first in the high for today, predicted <laughs> high for today, is 102 in Junction. Wow. 102. Wow. I don't know if there's a difference between 98 and 102. <laughs> That's what you got in junk, predicted in Junction today. And and we're not even a week into into summer. Didn't summer start on Tuesday? Uh, yes, it did. Yes, it did. Well, among the things that happened this week and a lot of uh, activity uh, in the news, whatever that means, the uh, Senate gun control bill passed, okay? Uh, and the one that uh, Rhino Court, uh, our, our senator, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that, but he is. Cornyn, uh, contained heightened penalties for fire. on the radio, we're allowed to insult politicians. <laughs> that's part of our job. Well, they insult themselves. <laughs> you know, that's that's the thing. That's, that's, uh, the Senate bipartisan, gun bipartisan, it was. There were 15 uh, Republicans who voted for this bill. Mm-hmm. That's, um, why, that's why it passed. Wasn't as, it's right. It wouldn't have passed without those 15. Exactly. They needed 60 votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they, you know, if... Uh, Five or six of those senators had not Republican senators had not voted for it. It would not have passed. But they flipped, including Cornyn, of course, mm-hmm. voted for it. Cruz, Ted Cruz, did not. Mm-hmm. Um, it contains. It's not as bad as it could be. You know, they wanted to basically confiscate everybody's firearms, and and they even had a, a provision. The Democrats had a provision that you had to store your firearms, lock them up in your house. Okay, oh, <laughs> that's really, now, hel- that's really helpful. <laughs> well. <laughs> Think about when the when the bad guy arrives. Yeah, that's that's one one thing when the bad guy arrives. Wait, wait, wait! I got to find my key to <laughs> unlock my gun. Think about that. How would the government police that? I guess they'd have to come knock on your door. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. And they may not. If you don't let them in, they may not uh, decide that knocking is uh, too polite. So how would they police the, to, to know that you're, you've got your firearms locked up? They'd have to come and inspect. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that, what a, what a country that would be to live in. But they dropped that. Uh, it ta- contains penalties for firearm trafficking, straw purchases, although they're already outlawed. <laughs> straw purchases where I say, well, I can't buy a gun or for whatever reason, so, so you buy the gun. Right. So somebody else buys it for you. Yeah. It's a straw man. Well, that's already illegal. So there's no point in doing that. Um also, trafficked or straw purchased firearms uh, were not used in Uvalde, Buffalo, Parkland, Las Vegas, or Orlando, among other places. Uh, the uh, okay, here, here's a tally of the high-profile mass shootings of the last 15 years. Every attacker but three got his guns using a background check. They were all background checked, um, almost. Uh, a couple of them stole their guns, so no amount of gun regulations would have stopped them. Uh, the one in Midland, Texas, uh, in 2019, got his gun via private sale. So apart from these few exceptions, high-profile mass shooters over the past 15 years got their guns themselves at retail by complying with background checks. Well, well, well. the, the point is there are plenty of gun laws on the books. That's right. That's so, right. So, so why do we need more? And the biggest problem with the new gun bill that passed the Senate with 15 Republicans in support of it is that it incentivizes states to pass red flag laws. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Now, red flag laws, for those who don't know what it is, uh, if somebody doesn't like you, they can anonymously report you to the police saying, I think this guy has a mental health problem and he's got guns. And they can come and confiscate your guns without you being accused of a crime. It takes you a long time to get them back, if ever. There's no due process. I mean, this is, this is Soviet stuff. This is Nazi stuff. Okay. Exactly. exactly. Uh, and the problem, red flag laws, it's a gun control solution to a mental health problem. That, that's, that's very true. Yeah. They take the guns, but they leave the mental health issues unaddressed. So. Well, and, and, and let me tell you, here, here are some red flags that will prevent you from buying a firearm if Congress has its way. And they just, just did. Okay, number one, you're applying to purchase a firearm. Ew, you want to buy a gun? Major red flag there. Yeah, you must be nuts, right? <laughs> Two, you shared a Babylon Bee article on Facebook. Ooh, you're a dangerous person. <laughs> you're probably on the no-fly list already. <laughs> <laughs> you think January 6th was bad, but not anywhere close to 9-11. Some real insurrectionist vibes here. <laughs> You still drive a vehicle that runs on gasoline? People who murder the planet always move on to murdering humans. You don't kneel and worship the pride flag when the trumpets played? It's the furnace for you, friend. <laughs> you know pi to 11 places, but you only know the first four letters of LB, LGBTQIA. Two S. <laughs> You're clearly not compassionate enough to follow proper gun safety protocols. Okay, and last but not least, you oppose red flag laws. <clears throat> this one is pretty obvious. Always support controversial government policy without question. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Eight eighteen on a Saturday morning with Bill and Allison. Just one more point on red flag laws. They're not going to stop criminals, psychopaths, mass murders. <laughs> I don't have any, any hesitation in violating a red flag order if one is issued against them. Of course, that's a big if. So how likely is it that someone is going to give testimony against the neighborhood gangbanger? Exactly. Well, it's uh, okay, it's, th these laws are for law-abiding citizens. Exactly. That's the intent. That's the intent to disarm the good guys. The yeah. bad guys will exactly. always get guns. Exactly. They don't respect the laws. Exactly. Gun but control laws disarm the good guys. And that, that's what that's why there are sh shootings in schools because they have huge signs, um, no no gun zone. Oh yeah, yeah. Now those who advocate having signs in schools and gun free zones, put one in your front yard, why don't you? <laughs> yeah, put one. You know why you don't, but you want it in schools. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> last week. We were talking about um, former Vice President John Nance Garner, who lived in Uvalde. And um, my mother had a personal experience with him. Um, he sat on, after his retirement, he sat on his front porch and waved to passersby. And one of them was my mother. And after hearing our show, a very dear friend of ours um, called us up and reminded us of a story, which I remember being told, but I had forgotten. Um, his wife um, um, lived on Capitol Hill when she was a child, 
And John Nance Garner, who was then, I guess, vice president, um, would come out and hold the uh, jump rope for the little girls. <laughs> really? <laughs> Isn't that a great story? It sure is. Well, he, based yeah, on what I, you... I, I, I rem- Once he reminded me, I, I remembered... But uh, I'd forgotten it last week, but he reminded me, and I remembered her telling that story. Well, based on what, yeah, because she grew up in Washington, D.C., but uh-huh. based on, and used to play on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And oh, yeah. based on what she said last week, John Nance Garner must have been a very compassionate. Very nice guy. Nice fellow. <laughs> very funny, too. Yeah. And as I recall, he was, uh, um, Franklin Roosevelt had him as his vice president in his first term, I think, and then he tossed him. He was 33 through 41. Okay. He was the vice president. Well, okay, so that's two terms, mm-hmm. eight years. Mm-hmm. But uh, after that, he put Henry Wallace on the ticket, oh, who, right. who was a right. socialist. Yeah. Uh, so we we had a socialist for vice president back in the 40s. Mm-hmm. How about that? 821 on a Saturday morning with Bill and Allison. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about the, uh, again, the Roe versus Wade Supreme Court decision. Some things you don't know, possibly, about it. We try to, you know, we hear what other people are talking about uh, on the air, and we try to come up with some things that uh, they don't talk about, some things you may not know about the Roe versus Wade decision. And uh, we've got an interesting story, don't we, Allison? Personal story about the inauguration day in Washington, D.C. coming yes, up? Yes, we do. We're, we're going to talk about how we were in in the Capitol, illegally on inauguration day, <laughs> not 1921, but that? I mean, I'm, not, <laughs> not 2021. Not, not that's when the Colonel <laughs> VA Hospital was founded. No, it wasn't 1921. <laughs> it but, it uh, wasn't the most recent inauguration day, but it was a few years ago. Yeah, it was a few years ago, and it's a very fun story that we want to share with you. Yeah, it really is a bizarre, bizarre story. That's coming up on the Bill and Allison Show. So stay tuned. Texas, our Texas, all hail the mighty state. Texas, oh Texas, you're wonderful and great. Boldest and grandest, withstanding every test. Oh, empire wide and glorious, you stand supremely blessed. Texas, oh Texas, your freeborn single star sends out its radiance to nations near and far. Emblem of freedom, it sets our hearts aglow With thoughts of San Jacinto and glorious Alamo God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong That you may grow in power and work throughout the ages long God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong That you may grow in power and work throughout the ages long Well, welcome back. We're Bill and Allison. Bill and Allison Mancaro Show, hillcountrypatriot.com, 104.3, 102.1. And you can hear us, our podcast, 24-7, firstcoupleoftexasradio.com. 829 on a Saturday morning, June 25th. Man, the economy is bad. I'm telling you. How bad is it, Bill? <laughs> How bad is it? 
Very good. <laughs> it's so bad I got a pre-declined credit card in the mail. <laughs> How about that? I heard that ExxonMobil has laid off at least 25 congressmen. The economy is so bad. The Texas Angora Goat Raisers Association show and sale will be today, June 25th, Saturday, at the Kerr County Hill Country Youth Event Center. The Ag Barn. The Ag Barn. There'll be registered white and colored Angora goats for show and for sale. And you can also buy all types of natural fibers. So they'll be today at the Ag Barn, the Hill Country Youth Event Center. Ag Barn. Ag barn, but not everybody knows. If I say ag barn, well, I actually I just drove, I just drove by it the other day, and what it says is a uh, Happy State Bank um, Expo Center. I Expo know. Center. So I don't know what the real name of it is. Anyway, eight thirty with Bill and Allison. Promised you we would uh, talk about a couple of things, and uh, one is uh, Roe versus Wade, the Supreme Court uh, overturning Roe v. Wade. Uh, that was a bit big news, and a lot of people don't understand what that means because the drive-by media is claiming that it's the end of abortion they've they've outlawed abortion you know they you know women will have to go to back alleys with coat hangers and uh, you know you hear all this crazy stuff abortion will not be outlawed exactly uh, all the Supreme Court said is there's nothing in Constitution that mandates abortion that gives abortion makes abortion a constitutional right so it's up to each state to do it There'll be states that'll have it. California will have it. You know, New York will have it. Uh, any mother who wants to butcher her unborn child will still be allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she might have to order an Uber or get on a bus to go to another state, and her employer very likely, very possibly, will pay for it, pay for her transportation. We know that uh, several companies have already come out and said that they would pay for mm-hmm. transportation to a state where she can get an abortion. But her murder option will always be there. And by the way, most left-wing women live in states that will still allow them to kill their baby after it's born. That's true. Well, what before what, or after? What really, really aggravates me is these women are saying that they're forced to have babies. No, they're not. They're you. Number one, don't have sex, or number two, use birth control. They're they're, they're ways to prevent getting pregnant. You aren't being forced to have a baby. What about Texas? What do you think Texas is going to do, Allison? Okay, well, Planned Parenthood is uh, in Texas is ceasing abortions um, because the our attorney general warned that they could be prosecuted immediately. All right. So, so they've already Those stopped. Could have been prosecuted years ago. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the the decision the decision to overturn Roe v. Wade triggered a 2021 Texas law banning nearly all abortions after a 30 day waiting period. Um, and our Attorney General Ken Paxton's statement caused abortion clinics to cease operations on Friday, yesterday. Excellent, excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they the what uh, a lot of states, including Texas, passed what they call a trigger law before Roe v. Wade came out. And the trigger law was if Roe v. Wade is overturned. Then this law goes into effect. Oh, I didn't. I did not realize that. Yeah, that's how it works. Oh, okay. And uh, the trigger law makes it a crime to perform, induce, or attempt abortion in the state of Texas. Uh, it, there's an exception for life-threatening conditions of the mother that could lead to her death or serious bodily injury, and it doesn't 
impose any penalty or fines on the pregnant woman, uh, or uh, the penalties don't apply to a pregnant woman who performs a self-induced abortion. Hmm. So that's well, according to what I've been able to find out. About 26 states will probably protect babies from abortions. They'll outlaw abortions. We figure about 20, about half the country. Mm-hmm. About half the country will still allow abortions. Mm-hmm. Um, but hundreds of thousands of unborn babies will be protected from abortion in states all across America. Uh, you know, for 50 years now, almost, the Roe v. Wade forced states to legalize abortions for any reason up to viability, allowed states to legalize abortion with, without limits up to birth. And the statistics are more than 63 million babies and hundreds if not thousands of mothers died in supposedly safe legal abortions. Yeah. No more. But what I keep going back to is don't get pregnant in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, clinics, you, you mentioned in Texas, Planned Parenthood stopped yesterday. Uh, same thing in Louisiana, Kentucky, Missouri. They halted abortions immediately. Uh, Arkansas, Planned Parenthood stopped abortions. Wisconsin stopped them. Uh, and polls show consistently that a majority of Americans either want abortions to be banned or strictly limited, which uh, Roe versus Wade, before it was overturned, didn't allow that. Uh, did you know the U.S. was only one of seven countries in the world that allowed abortions after 20 weeks of pregnancy? No, I did not. One of only seven countries in the world. So that takes in a lot of territory. So what's happened is pro-life advocates across the country have been working to increase support services for families in need. Pro-lifers run thousands of pregnancy centers and maternity homes in the U.S. They have scholarship programs, counseling services, financial aid services to help women and families in need. And these programs give families hope and encouragement, the chance to overcome their, their struggles so that no mother ever feels like she needs to abort her unborn baby to survive. This is what the pregnancy centers are doing. And Kerrville has one that serves the Hill Country. It's called the Pregnancy Resource Center. And go to the PregnancyResourceCenter.org. That's their website, the PregnancyResourceCenter.org, to find out more about what they do, uh, to find out what their services are. No cost to the mother. No cost to the families. It's all supported by donations. Uh, it, it's a fabulous, uh, fabulous work. Uh, ThePregnancyResourceCenter.org. And uh, they're doing great, great things. They have a mobile unit that goes out and helps women uh, who can't make it to Kerrville. And they've got all sorts of uh, support uh, for, for women. Uh, free diapers, free, free baby supplies, all, all sorts of stuff. So thepregnancyresourcecenter.org. And if you have the financial means to support them, please do, because they need, they need your support. Well, we, we mentioned that uh, it's, the Supreme Court Roe v. Wade overturning doesn't stop abortion. It simply throws it back to the states, which will be very interesting for some of these politicians who say, well, you know, I'm personally opposed to abortion, but, uh, you know, I vote for it because I'm, I don't think I should impose my personal morality on all uh, people. Well, hey, pal, <laughs> now if you're a state legislature, you're going to be on the record, yes or no, because <laughs> uh, it's gone back to the states. 
but some of the companies, if you work for J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, Citigroup, Dick Sporting Goods, uh, some others, they will pay for abortion-related travel for their employees if they live in states that restrict or outlaw abortion. So, and I'm sure there'll be, be others doing that. So it, it, it's not a problem, uh, unfortunately, to murder your child. Uh, what is, it's a halfway victory, though. And I haven't heard anybody really talking about this. Maybe they have. I listen to everything. But, you know, if you believe abortion is murder, then shouldn't it be outlawed everywhere in the country? Well, I mean, my point is, if you believe, would you support the Supreme Court saying, well, there's no constitutional uh, right to murder anybody, so we'll leave it up to the states to decide if they want to legalize murder or not. Not abortion, just out and out, you know, shooting somebody. I don't don't think, is murder a federal crime? Murder is not a federal crime. Unless you're murdering a federal like employee or something, so could something sta- like that's that. right. So could states. So, so it's a state thing. Technically, states could could say that murder is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, that's a good point, Allison. I hadn't thought mm-hmm. of that. But see that it it would be nice if we could just say abortion is murder, uh, and every state should outlaw it. No, but but like as as I said, it's no. murder is not a federal crime. No, it isn't. You know, I was uh, looking at uh, some of the news. Eight thirty nine Saturday morning. Bill Nelson, by the way. Uh, David Hogg, uh, who, if you don't know who that is, he survived uh, the school shooting in Florida um, two years ago, and he's now 20-ish, I guess. And he's very, uh, he's, he's weighed in on abortion now. He, he was just an anti-gun advocate, but now he's... Oh, so he's an expert on abortion, He's too. an expert on great, abortion. Great, Yeah. But he said, I think this is the funniest thing to come out of this Roe v. Wade thing. You know who he blames for Roe v. Wade being overturned? Putin? Yes, Putin. <laughs> it's all Putin's fault. It's all Putin's fault. He, he's, I'm not kidding. He's not joking around. He said, quote, Putin needs America. This is a tweet he sent out. Putin needs Americans to be divided and too caught up with our own politics so he can continue his march into Ukraine, wow. then into Poland and beyond. He knows the only way to defeat the Americans is by turning them against each other. Don't fall for it. <laughs> is is abortion legal in, in Russia? No, I don't believe it is. I doubt it. I would be very surprised. They're pretty conservative. So right. Uh, by the way, David Hogg also earlier said that President Donald Trump, quote, packed the court and it's time to unpack it. <laughs> what, a, what an idiot. He doesn't know what packing the court means. Trump packed the court. That's ridiculous. Oh, uh, oh, he said Trump packed it. Trump. He said Trump packed the court. Oh no, he just he, he nominated people and put them on the because there were because there were vacancies. There were vacancies. Pack the court. Pack the court means means adding justices that that I was you know, just expanding a, the court. Yeah, from, you need yeah you need to explain because I suspect oh, a lot of people don't okay. understand that term packing the court. Well, you can explain. Well, it means expanding. We currently have nine. Um, Supreme Court justices and packing means expanding that number. Exactly. Exactly. Interesting that Joe Biden, your president, uh, said that it's not mine, but well, (laughs) said that the Roe v. Wade decision by the Supreme Court was horrible, uh, terrible for women, 
blah, 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 blah. It's just awful, and he's going to do everything he can to fight it, which is nothing. Uh, well, it's interesting. When Roe v. Wade first was decided to legalize abortion, Senator Joe Biden opposed Roe <laughs> v. Wade. He said, quote, he told Washingtonian Magazine, which we used to subscribe to when we lived we in D.C. In case you don't know, Allison and I used to live in D.C., I'm sad to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we worked for the U.S. Congress, uh, for conservative members of Congress. He said, quote, Joe Biden said in 1974 into Washingtonian Magazine, I don't think that a woman has the sole right to say what should, what should happen to her body. I don't like Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court decision on abortion. I think it went too far. And years later, in 1982, he voted to approve a constitutional amendment that would have allowed abortion to become a state issue instead of a federal one. He, he voted for that. The same thing that the Supreme Court just did, he voted for. Yeah. But of course, he flip-flopped on that. Uh, Biden's 180 change. Well, his, his, his current staff, his his people who control him are pro-abortion oh for sure and and apparently he wasn't um he opposed abortion back in his younger days yeah in his more sentient days well more sentient exactly right so his 180 on abortion is a result of how radical a democrat party's become just to your Mm -hmm. point allison Mm -hmm. uh i mean in just the last 20 years they've been championing critical race theory glorifying abortion Remember when the Clintons, as recently as the Clintons, said abortion should be uh, rare? Mm-hmm. So were they, were they safe, rare? I don't, I don't remember. Uh, you know, well, not, well, I mean, that's what a lot of politicians said. They used to. Mm-hmm. Now they glorify it. Exactly. Uh, they, so, you know, he, he, the Democratic Party's become very radical, transgenderism and soft on crime and defund the police and all that. Uh, they used to be the Workers' Party geared toward the American family, um, but now they're not at all. But to show you how nuts, how nuts some people are today, how totally evil the a lot of people have become. This this is this is beyond belief. And this is I'm gonna I want to play an audio for you. This is beyond belief. This is a this is a woman. Uh, she posted this herself on TikTok, uh, and she's talking about uh, th- this issue of, of abortion. Yo, these dumbasses were making a live on TikTok, and they were explaining about how, oh, pro-life is good, abortions are bad, da-da-da-da, all this and that. And I had to pop in, give my two cents, and they were like, you know, like, they're babies, it's a human, humans have rights, and you're going to kill it? That's a murder. And I'm like, listen, bitch. I would get pregnant just to abort it. You can't argue with me, okay? I'm psycho. I would can't kill it. I would push myself down the stairs. I would jump out of a plane to kill that baby. I do not want to give birth. Okay, I'm psycho. I would kill it. I would push myself down the stairs. I would jump out of a plane and kill that baby. Kill that baby. Kill that baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? No. Can you believe how monstrously evil Mm-mm. that is? Mm-mm. She even said, I don't know if you caught it at one point, I would want, I would get pregnant just for the purpose of killing mm-hmm. the baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine a demon yeah. saying anything worse than exactly. that. Exactly, exactly. But good news, <laughs> okay. 54% in a recent poll of people uh, polled, 
That's well said, isn't it? Uh, think abortion should be illegal. Not just 54% of Republicans or conservatives or 54% of pastors. I'm not even sure that that would be right. But those who think abortion should be legal is at a record low. Hmm. And those who think abortion should be illegal is at a record high, 54%. Uh, First time the the people have said illegal has been above 50%. There is a trend favoring the pro-life position. Uh, back in 1998, Gallup asked, do you think abortion should be legal under any circumstances, legal only under some, some circumstances, or le- illegal in all circumstances? And back in 98, 15% said abortion should be illegal in all circumstances. Ten years later, that percentage was 18%, and since then it has moved higher and higher, that it should be illegal under all circumstances. Uh, so 54% think abortion should be illegal. Uh, Ron Paul, former Texas congressman, former presidential candidate. Uh, and, and a physician. And, oh, thank you. Yes, absolutely, physician. Uh, he said, it's, it was no coincidence that Roe v. Wade came at a time when respect for the natural rights of life, liberty, and property was on the decline. Roe contributed to decline. Uh, he said the way to reverse these developments, of course, he wrote this before yesterday, Friday, Supreme Court decision, the way to reverse these developments is to restore respect for the inalienable right to life, liberty, and property of all human beings, both born and unborn. The cause of life is inseparable from the cause of liberty. Uh, so it's taken 50 years, but the trend and the momentum is unmistakable. And Ron Paul, who's a libertarian, puts the lie to the libertarians who are pro-abortion. Mm-hmm. That's true. When he says the cause of life is inseparable from the cause of liberty. 847, Allison. Time flies when you're having fun. (laughs) Are you having fun? I'm having fun. (laughs) I I really am. Uh, One more point on on abortion, and then we'll let it rest. The director general of the World Health Organization, who? Who? (laughs) Yeah. Who? Yes. Who? Yes, who? What I said. <laughs> who's his Who's his name? Who? His name is not who. It'd be great if it was. I know. Uh, Tedros Adhanom. Oh boy. Yeah. Gibrasius. That sound mm. sound good. I thought it was Tedros Tedros, but I don't maybe know. I'm wrong. I don't know. Anyway, it looks like Gibrasius to me. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I think he just goes by Tedros. Okay. He's spoken out in favor of abortion, warning that restricting access to abortion drives women and girls toward unsafe ones. He is a self-described Christian, the head of the criminal enterprise World Health Organization. He's a self-described Christian, and he tweeted, women should always have the right to choose when it comes to their body and their health. What about the baby's body? Restricting. Don't get pregnant in the first place. Restricting, I won't. Restricting access to abortion does not reduce the number of procedures. Listen to what he says. Access to safe abortion saves lives. <laughs> yeah. Right. Saves lives. Right. Just ask right. the baby. Yeah. Right. Let's ask the baby. Well, it it is goes back to the to the uh, especially that that cut of that crazy yeah. girl who said that if I if I got pregnant 
I would. No, she said she would purposely get pregnant just so she could kill a baby. Just kill a baby. She said, "That's what, I'm psycho." At least she recognizes that. I would throw myself down the staircase if I was pregnant. I would jump out of an airplane just to kill that baby. At the top of the show, I read Proverbs eight thirty six: "He that sins against me wrongs his own soul. All they that hate me love death." And I, when I first read that years ago, I thought, well, "How do you love death?" Well. That cut, that audio cut that we played, and if you, you didn't hear it a few minutes ago. You want to play it again? Yeah, here it is again. It's really creepy. This is a woman it's really creepy, who but posted this okay, herself okay, on TikTok. Okay. Yo, these dumbasses were making a live on TikTok, and they were explaining about how, oh, pro-life is good, abortions are bad, da 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 all this and that. And I had to pop in, give my two cents, and they were like, you know, like, they're babies. It's a human. Humans have rights, and you're going to kill it? That's a murder. And I'm like, listen, bitch. I would get pregnant just to abort it. You can't argue with me, okay? I'm psycho. I would can't kill it. I would push myself down the stairs. I would jump out of a plane to kill that baby. I do not want to give birth. Okay, I'm psycho. I would kill it. I would push myself down the stairs. I would jump out of a plane to kill that baby. Kill that baby. Kill that baby. Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison, hillcountrypatriot.com, 104.3, 102.1. And you can hear our podcast anytime, firstcoupleoftexasradio.com. And we cover Hill Country. I mean, we a ranch radio group and Hill, uh, the Patriot, Patriot Radio, covers Kerrville, Fredericksburg, Comfort, Bandera, Hunt. Ingram, Johnson City, Mountain Home, Center Point, and places in between and all over the world on hillcountrypatriot.com. Right. That's right. Yeah, so it's, we uh, have a listener in Dubai. <laughs> really? We do. And uh, also in Singapore, we know mm-hmm. a listener in Singapore. Uh, and I've seen the, the list of where people tune in to, uh, on, the, on the web, and there are lots of countries. I mean, I don't know how many. I didn't count them, but I remember Sweden, Japan, oh. China. Even China. Uh, yeah. wow. So that's pretty cool. That's very cool. You know, during the break, uh, there was a spot from Harley, and he was talking about the economy. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, it it's bad out there. It's bad out there. How Did bad you? is it? <laughs> well, now that you ask, I'll tell you how bad it is. Motel 6 won't leave the light on anymore. That's That's how bad it is. Oh, we got some events going on in uh, Hill Country that you should know about. One event that we uh, that comes, it's a brand new farmer's market. You know, in Kerrville, there's a farmer's market on Friday, which a lot of people know about down near the, near the library on Water Street. Water Street yes, Water Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's on Fridays, but now on Saturdays, there's a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. At the mall. And how do we know about it? We went there last Saturday. Yeah, and what, what what are its hours, Bill? Uh, it starts at 8 a.m. on Saturday and goes till noon. Okay, we, we were there and we got some great stuff. We got some tomatoes, some peaches, and what else do we get? Oh, pickles, homemade pickles. Homemade pickles. And and I got for myself mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a mushroom fan. Oh, homegrown mushrooms. I don't eat. I don't eat. Fungus. And they 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 are wonderful, by the way. Are they? Good. You, but they're very unusual. They're not like the mushrooms you buy in the grocery store. Yeah, they're store. not like button mushrooms. Yeah, I didn't know what they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, 
weird looking things I, a different they, she had about mm-hmm. six different mm-hmm. weird looking mushrooms but. and she she'd offered to just um make a selection for me since i really didn't know what to choose so she did and one of them is lion's mane and it's all curly and uh, and they were all excellent so i highly recommend going over there today mm-hmm. you have until noon until noon at the okay. the river hills mall mm-hmm. and uh it's in the parking lot by uh, in front of uh, jc penny mm-hmm. uh, hard to find uh today is also family free day at the museum of western art uh from 10 a.m to 4 it's free to kirk county residents so usually charge admission but mm-hmm. uh, one saturday a month they make it free to kirk county residents which is pretty darn cool and the pertinale's Creative Arts Alliance Summer Concert Series is tomorrow. It's from 6.30 to 8.15 in Market Plots in Fredericksburg. It's uh, made possible by the proceeds from Oktoberfest, and it's the Creative Art Alliance way of thanking the community who come out to support and or volunteer for Oktoberfest. Be sure to bring your lawn chairs, picnic baskets, your family and friends. It's a free summer concert tomorrow, Market Plots, downtown Fredericksburg, uh, at 6.30 p.m. So uh, come out and uh, let them know uh, how much you appreciate their work. I mean, by your presence, you will let them know that. Mm -hmm. And join us uh, after the break, after the news, and we're going to tell you how we were illegally in the Capitol on Inauguration Day. U.S. U.S. Capitol. The U.S. Capitol. Well, a policeman let let us in, but still, we were... Don't give away anything (laughs) away. The policeman let the January 6th people in, That's true. That's true. So so you need to stay tuned to hear all about that, all about our experiences there. Anything else? We're Bill and Allison, hillcountrypatriot.com. And first couple of texasradio.com. You can find our podcast anytime, 24-7. Yeah, you can listen to the show. We have replays of the show, Mm 24-7. First couple of TexasRadio.com. That's right. That's right. We'll be right back. This is Seth bringing you another hilarious installation of Comedy Clips. Starring Tim Clue. Hasn't discipline totally changed? When we were growing up, it was so simple. Right? A little smack. Not hard. Maybe, you know, by a board. Maybe that board had a nail in it. Who knew? (laughs) Hey. Dems the brakes. You go to the hospital, you get a tetanus shot, you come home, whatever you did, you never did again. You're a kid today, you do something wrong. Uh, everyone thinks that that's a good form of punishment. I don't see how time out is actually a, a, a punishment. You, you've done something wrong, and we've decided pretty much as a society that we should provide that child with a break. <laughs> with just a little more time to sit around and think of some other fancy stuff to make your life miserable. (laughs) Time out is not punishment, ladies and gentlemen. It is a brainstorming session. (laughs) You say to your son, now that's it, mister. I have had a bump enough. Time out. He's thinking, thank God, I couldn't get the curling iron to melt the Crayolas. Dad's underwear won't stay on the dog. I need a break. I think I'm going to sit here for 15 minutes and come up with stuff that you'll remember for the rest of your life. Stay tuned for your next comedy clip on the Hill Country Patriot. Now, the first couple of Texas Radio. Here's Bill and Allison Mencaro.
welcome back. What was that? It, in, it, ended, it just ended. It ended abruptly. Uh, it did indeed. <laughs> well, we're Bill and Allison, as as Bob just told you. That's where we are on the air on Saturday mornings from eight, eight to ten eight to Central 10. Time, mm-hmm. Central U.S. Time. For those of you uh, outside the Central Time Zone or outside the United States, or listening to our podcast. Well, you, you know, all in the news. Well, until the Roe v. Wade thing. Um, all we've been hearing is about the January 6th hearings. And uh, sad news, this week a fraternity member died from alcohol poisoning during a drinking game. The rules of the game were simple. Take a shot of whiskey every time the phrase January 6th is uttered on CNN. (laughs) That sounds very dangerous. We knew CNN mentioned January 6th a lot, but we didn't know Bill, the fraternity member, would be dead in 13 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Said his fraternity brother. Coroners have estimated a CNN January 6th sighting every 9.5 seconds based on, on his blood level alcohol. Of course, as you know, this is from Babylon B. So it's, it is a parody. <laughs> Mobile phone fit- footage happened, though? from the drinking game confirmed this average with the audio recounting his friends urging him to admit defeat. Come on, you don't have to keep going. The disturbing footage depicts him frothing and struggling to take his shots quickly enough as Brian Stelter's face fills the screen. His hands slowly fill up with shot glasses. When a panel of Don Lamont Jake Tapper and Anderson Cooper appear on the screen, causing an average of one out of three words to be January 6th or the insurrection or the deadly Capitol riots. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's CNN for you. Who watches CNN? Not very many people. We just saw that. Yeah. I I don't remember the numbers, but it was something like, I I couldn't believe it, where Fox, Fox, which isn't great, but had like, one point something million per certain hour. CNN had what was it, sixty thousand people? Something, <laughs> yeah, something like that. I mean, something yeah. like that. What? <laughs> How do they stay on the air? Who who would advertise with them? Unless you're so left wing that you just give them your money anyway. Well, you probably go with MSNBC. You probably would. MSDNC. Yeah. Of course, uh, in the career move of the century, <laughs> uh, Chris Wallace moved from Fox, <laughs> which he's never been on Fox, but he moved from Fox to the new CNN Plus, CNN Plus, <laughs> which lasted, what, less than a week? I think it was less <laughs> than a week when it went out of business because nobody watched it. Nobody paid money to watch it. Yeah, it was a paid service. It was a paid service and nobody, they had like 10,000 subscribers and they expected 10 million or something. And so, you know, Chris Wallace in less than a week was out of a job. Great career move, Chris. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Well, I I, I, start, I started off t- talking about the uh, how we're hearing about the, in, in, ad nauseum about the uh, January sixth hearing, and what I wanted to relate to you was um, our experience, my and Bill's experience, uh, going into the Capitol building um, on inauguration day, not this most recent inauguration day, but it was a few it was a few years ago, 
And at that time, Bill and I were Capitol Hill staffers. And Inauguration Day was a, a holiday for Capitol Hill staffers. So we went and watched the parade. And we didn't have anything else to do. So we were just sort of wandering around. And uh, Was this before we watched the inauguration? We did see the president sworn in. Remember, we're standing in the Capitol grounds. I guess so. Yeah, on the west front of the Capitol. Well, there was the parade, and is the yeah. swearing in immediately after? I don't remember. No, I think the uh, parade is after the inauguration. Oh, after the swearing we, in? We, we, we saw the parade, some of the parade, okay. but we saw the swearing in. That was okay. particularly great because we get we could get very close being staff right. uh, to, to the actual event. We weren't on the platform, you know, holding the Bible, <laughs> <laughs> but we were pretty close. But, but we were, uh, so we were just sort of wandering around. And um, we happened to be walking across, um, I believe, is it Constitution, Constitution Avenue from uh, the Capitol, the side. Uh, from, the, from the Capitol yeah, to, the a, uh, to a Senate building, yeah. just for no particular reason. Um, it was a very nice day for Washington, which is un- unusual, um, for that, that for January. Yeah. Um, it was late January, but, uh, but we're, we were wearing coats, and the reason I remember that so well is it, because um, I feel a tug at my sleep my coat sleep. You know, we were to, to place us if you know washington capitol hill we were on the sidewalk uh, between uh, the capitol and the supreme court we were basically right mm-hmm. in front of the supreme court mm-hmm. and Ex- we, exactly and i feel this tug on my on my sleeve and i look over and it's this <laughs> little rabbi and i could tell he was a rabbi by the, by his attire um, he was hasidic yeah he, he had the long hasidic the long um yeah, I was going to ask a friend um, what sideburns. what those are called, but uh, yeah. it's like curls. curls. Uh, anyway, so so he's tugging on my arm, and he said, "Can you help me?" And we said, "Sure." We don't have anything else to do. Yeah, nothing to do. That's right. <laughs> and he's holding this huge um, artist portfolio, and he said, "He's." We said, "Well, how can we help you?" And he said, "Well, every inauguration day." I write a poem, and I go around to all the members of Congress and have them sign it. And um, well, a lot of senators as well. Well, sen- senators and co- and co- congressmen representatives. Um, so what he wanted to do was go over to the Senate office building and go door to door to have the senators sign his his poem that he had written. So we said, sure. Well, and you point out not only does he do this, but he actually has gotten access to the to the president in the white house to present it oh oh he showed us pictures yes of, of him in the rose garden presenting it to the president with a, bu- a oh. bunch of different presidents uh, yeah it, I mean, it, it, was it went very way 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 back yeah. he had lots of pictures yeah so 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 he would do this every inauguration and so so we we said sure we'll help you so we went to the senate office building and um <clears throat> we went into one and they said, "Well, the, the senator is on the on the, the floor of the of the Senate, of the over in the Capitol, uh, because there's a vote being held." And so we went to another one, and they said the same thing. So we said to the rabbi, "Sorry, but nobody's going to be in their office. They're all over at the Capitol." And he said, "Well, let's go to the Capitol." And we said, "Well, we can't because the Capitol is closed to um, everyone uh, on inauguration day." Closed to the public and closed to congressional staff, which mm-hmm. is what we were. Yeah, we were congressional staff. We had we had ID, 
But he said, oh, let's let's do it anyway. Try it anyway. <laughs> so so we go over to the Capitol and, um, you know, explain to the, to the officer what we were doing. And he said, no, sorry. And we showed him our congressional ID. And that was not good enough, which we actually knew. But he said, no, sorry. But the, the little rabbi talked our way. He 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 wore the the Capitol policeman down. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, unfortunately, there's no way to replicate that uh, to you. But he he talked his way into a secure area without any. Uh-huh. He didn't have any ID. His driver's license, New York driver's license. Oh, I don't license. think they even looked at that. They probably didn't. They they felt sorry for him or something. He explained how he gets the, gets the uh, signatures every year and presents to the president. And showed them his pictures with the president. And they let him in. Uh-huh. Let us in. Let, let the, th- the three of us in. Yeah. So we went to the, uh, um, was it the the anteroom? Well, the, I I don't know what it's officially called, but it's uh, there's a wooden door, uh, two uh, two leave door, and uh, you go through those doors and you're on the Senate floor. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we stood right outside mm-hmm. where the senators came in and out to go to the Senate floor. Well, this is where the senators stand around and, and yeah, talk talk amongst themselves. Talk and, yeah, and just whatever. And so, so we were we were in that area, and and every time a senator would come out, um, if if he recognized them, he would go go up to them. And if not, we had to tell him. We knew all the senators by heart by sight. Right. So, right. So we we he would say, "Is that a senator?" We'd say, "Yeah, that's." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he went up to um, um, uh, 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 Stevens from Alaska. Ted Stevens. Ted Stevens. What a jerk. Yeah. Well, he was a little insulted because <laughs> the, rabbi, <laughs> the rabbi said, are you somebody famous? Are you, are you a senator? Are you somebody are you, famous? Are you famous? <laughs> so he didn't appreciate that, but he was a jerk. He wouldn't even look at the uh, look at the rabbi. Well, Bobby Bird was from West was Virginia the was the same way. Yeah. He, he was. He, was, he, was he the, kept walking straight ahead like there, there was nobody talking to him. The rabbi was trying to get his attention, ask him to sign it, and he just marched straight ahead as though he, you know, there was nobody there. And, and one of the Capitol Hill, you're going to say, I was going to say the, the Capitol policeman who was within earshot said, "He's he's like that all the time yeah. with everybody." What a total jerk! But it was it was very interesting seeing the the reaction of of the senators, and the vast majority of them were very very nice. They were they were the uh, and uh, very kind. Howard Baker from Tennessee, who was the mm-hmm. Republican leader, mm-hmm. uh, couldn't have been nicer to the mm-hmm. rabbi and to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the nicest, well, you can tell the story, one of the nicest senators was... Teddy Kennedy. Yeah. I mean, he was a true gentleman. He was. I don't agree with him politically, but he was a true he gentleman. He was very, 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 very nice. Yeah. And the, the rabbi <laughs> did recognize him. He was so excited, he dropped his entire portfolio. <laughs> and so I stooped down to, to pick it up and... Teddy Kennedy said, I'm sorry, I, I can't pick it up. I have, I have a bad back. Otherwise, I would do it. But he was just a very, very nice man. And it was, so it was very interesting seeing these, these men um, with, with people like, like us and this rabbi, how, how they treated him. How they it. treated him, yeah. You could tell who was a decent person and who wasn't mm-hmm. by the way they treated the rabbi. He, uh, well, a, a little <clears throat> postscript to the story with, with Ted Kennedy uh, as Allison was picking up the stuff, and he said, well, I, I'm sorry, I, I can't bend down because I have a bad back. He was in a horrific airplane accident, mm-hmm. so he, he did break his back mm-hmm. in that airplane accident. Right. Uh, and I didn't think at the time, and I would never have said anything, no. but I thought later, 
So how many times did you dive down to rescue Mary Jo Kopechny? And if, if you don't know that story, it's called Chappaquiddick. And uh, there was a, uh, he was coming from a party, and he and this girl, late at night, coming from a party, and apparently Mary Jo Kopechny had crawled into the back seat of the car, and they supposedly didn't know anything about it, and he was drunk, and he drove off a small bridge, Chappaquiddick Bridge, and uh, she, she drowned, and he claimed that... Uh, uh, he didn't realize she was there, but then later he changed his story and said, oh, no, I, I dove several times trying to rescue her. But he can't bend over. I mean, he couldn't bend over when we met right. her. So, uh, but, but, he was, he, but he was very, very nice. He was. I, I'm very, not going to Very, very gracious. Very gracious. Very, very, one of the most gracious people that uh, we met in the Senate. Well, speaking of such things, we're uh, looking at nine. 21 in the morning on Saturday morning with Bill and Allison. We're here every Saturday morning from 8 to 10, two hours with you, and also at firstcoupleoftexasradio.com where you can uh, listen to our shows 24-7, our past shows. We've got about 50 of them up there, something like that. So you could 24-7, if you don't have a job and you don't (laughs) sleep, you can just hear them. If you're you're really bored, you can listen listen to us all the time. And we're Bill and Allison, Hill Country Patriot, and we'll be that right after this break this is george bennett who's a rising star in the music world uh, he wrote this song called texas on my mind blue skies over sedona not a cloud in the sky headed for the coast for a better way of living and i just don't don't know Was I really leaving or was I searching for that peace of mind when I found I had Texas on my mind? Another day, another dollar. Another footprint on my soul If I find another I will surely be at home Was I really leaving Or was I searching for that peace of mind When I found Down through history, if you last, it's a mystery, but I guess they don't know what they're talking about. From the mountains down to the sea, you become such a habit with me, America, America. Well, I come from down round Tennessee, but the people in California are nice to me, America. It don't matter 
Miami Road tells you people that it's home sweet home, America, America. And my brothers are all black and white, yellow too. And the red man is right to expect a little from you. Promise and then follow through. All the men who fell on the plains and who lived through hardship and pain, America, America. And the men who could not fight in a war that didn't seem right, you let them come home, America. Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison. That was Waylon Jennings. From, even though in that song he says he comes from around Tennessee, he said that to rhyme with with another verse because he actually comes from Littlefield, Texas. <laughs> where, where is Littlefield? Up uh, near Lubbock, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, around around small town near Lubbock. Okay. Nine twenty-eight with Bill and Allison. We're glad to have you with us this morning. Glad to have you with us. A shocking new poll finds that a convincing majority of Republicans believe that in in a I, what is called a conspiracy theory. Uh, eh, you know, there's the American Revolution was a conspiracy. Hmm, good point. Yeah, there's there's lots of conspiracies. Conspiracy is two two or more people. <laughs> they aren't always bad. Planning something. They aren't always bad. No, they aren't a conspiracy. <laughs> well, they can they can be. They can be, but they're not always bad. Uh, it's just two or more people planning to do something, and uh, that's a uh, technically that's a conspiracy. So, uh, uh, I had a friend, Congressman uh, Larry McDonald, who by the way was uh, on the plane, uh, Korean Airlines Flight 007, that was shot down by the Soviet Union, uh, but a few few weeks before he and not coincidentally he was chairman of the president of the uh, john birch society at the time of his death that's true he was very conservative which was caused by the soviet union right shot down by the soviet union mm-hmm. on purpose the passenger just, just saying uh and uh yeah there was some speculation they did it because he was uh, such a prominent conservative and, mm-hmm. uh, and he was on the armed forces uh, excuse, armed services committee in the house and so he had a lot of knowledge about uh, things and there's um some there, somebody wrote a book uh which i have and read uh who tries to make the case that the plane was ditched on Sakhalin island mm-hmm. and that the people survived and that he was taken prisoner and uh taken to kgb headquarters uh lubanka Lubyanka, Lubyanka, I believe. Thank you. Uh, prison in Moscow, and uh, he was uh, cited by several people. They, they saw what they described as him, uh, and uh, we don't know. We, we may never know. Uh, but in any event, I had lunch with him in in the Capitol uh, a few weeks before he died, or whatever happened to him. 
And the whole point is conspiracy. And he said, I'll never forget it, he said, some people believe in the conspiracy theory of history, and some people believe in the coincidence theory. Okay? <laughs> well, the reason I'm talking about this, there was an Economist poll. The Economist is a British uh, magazine that uh, is well-respected. Uh, the respondents were asked to rate the truth of several statements. Uh, one statement was, top Democrats are involved in elite child sex trafficking rings. Okay, that was a question. Most Americans don't believe that statement to be true, but among Republicans, 52% said it's either definitely true or probably true. Okay, 52% said it's, of Republicans said it's either definitely or probably true that, quote, top Democrats are involved in elite child sex trafficking rings. Okay. Hmm. Now, just as an aside, just thought of this, actually, Franklin Savings and Loan in Omaha, uh, the president of that, and I don't remember his name off the top of my head because I didn't do any research, it just came to me, uh, he did sing the national anthem at the Republican National Convention, so he was a big Republican donor. So we're talking about Republicans here, not Democrats. Uh, he had a child sex trafficking ring, and he supplied children to members of Congress, both Democrats and Republicans, uh, among other people. Uh, and... Uh, that's, that's what we know for sure, because he was prosecuted for that. There are all sorts of rumors about who these top Democrats and Republicans were, but I'm not going to talk about that because I have no proof. All right. uh, but I, I do, do have proof that he was, he was running a child sex trafficking ring with members of Congress involved, and he was prosecuted for that. But anyway, uh, among this question, again, uh, do you believe that top Democrats are involved in elite child sex trafficking rings? Uh, this poll. Among Democrats, 13% said it's either definitely true, 5% said it's probably true. Okay? So that's 13% of Democrats uh, said it's either definitely true or probably true uh, that, that top Democrats are involved in elite child sex trafficking rings. Among independent voters, 30% said it's either definitely true or probably true. That's an amazing number of people who would believe in something that I would think most people would say that's wacky. You know? Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like to believe that about anybody. No. Now, they, they were also asked in this Economist poll, here's the question, regardless of who is officially in charge of the government and other organizations, do you believe there is a single group of people who secretly control events and rule the world together? Among Republican respondents, 54%, which is about the same as the sex ring question, 54% said it's either definitely true or probably true that regardless of who is officially in charge of the government and other organizations, there's a single group of people who secretly control events and rule the world together. Among Democrat voters, 18% said it's either, that is either definitely true or probably true. And among independent voters, 40%. Hmm said it's either definitely true or probably true. So That's pretty shocking stuff. I mean, that's a, that's a shocking is. poll. Right. It really is. It, yeah, it certainly is. Yeah. 9.34 is our Hill Country Patriot time with Bill and Allison. And we're glad you joined us. Thank you. We're here every Saturday morning from 8 to 10, so be sure to join us here or on the uh, web, the worldwide 
what do they call that? Interwebs. The inner interweb. Interweb. The interweb. Yeah, well, whatever we call that. <laughs> For first couple of texasradio.com. Thank you, Allison. You can hear our podcast anytime at your own convenience. The Bandera City Summerfest is today uh, in the Bandera City Park, and it's going to be fun for the whole family. Uh, there's a $10 entrance fee per person, free roadside parking. They're going to have a sanctioned barbecue cook-off, live music, open car show, mechanical bull, food, food trucks, kids' activities, retail vendors, arts and crafts, duck race, slip and slide, cornhole tournament, and all sorts of fun stuff. So that'll be today. It's going on uh, in a few minutes, and it'll be uh, all afternoon in the Bendera City Park today. The proceeds at that $10 entrance fee per person, that goes to the Bendera County 4-H Shotgun Team and the Bendera County Boys and Girls Club and the Bendera Volunteer Fire Department. So worthy, worthy causes mm-hmm. to go to. Okay, well, I have some typical cruise ship questions that are asked of travel agents. These are about cruise ships. Does the crew sleep on the cruise ship on board? Has this cruise ship ever sunk? Can I fish off the cruise ship? (laughs) That does remind me. Allison and I were at Lake Louise in Canada a few years ago. That is probably the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Yeah, I think so. So we're having, uh, I don't know, lunch or dinner or whatever in the lodge there. And we're talking to the server, and we're getting along really well with her. So we said, well, what? do you ever get any unusual questions or funny things? And she said, <laughs> she said yeah. She said, you're looking at this gorgeous lake with the mountains in the background. And she said, uh, I've been asked, what time do the animals come out? People think it's Disneyland. <laughs> she said, I've been asked, how often do they drain the lake to clean it. I mean, people think it's an amusement park. Mm-hmm. It's like they never get out of doors. <laughs> well, it's, it's like at Caesar's Palace um, Hotel in Las Vegas. They sell T-shirts. And I don't know if this is a joke or if it's actually true, but it's, it's funny either way. And they claim that tourists have actually said, "Did was Julius Caesar actually here? Did he actually live here? Is, is this really was his palace? <laughs> yeah. I believe that. I, I really believe yeah. that. You know what George Carlin said? Which <laughs> it was. I know what you're. I, I know. Say, so you know that's what why I'm say. laughing in advance. <laughs> he said, "Think of how stupid the average person is. The average person. Think of how stupid the average person is, and now realize that half of them are stupider than that." Nine thirty-eight with Bill and Allison. Researchers, Allison, you'll be. Fascinating to know this. The most unusual eye makeup. Okay. Researchers have found that men are more attracted to women with dilated pupils. Ew. Well, that's that's what it is. You know, researchers have found that. Dilated pupils. Oh, I I think I know the reason, but I'm not going to say it on the air. (laughs) Well, I don't know what you're thinking, but it sounds dirty. (laughs) This... so women in Renaissance Italy enlarge their pupils by applying drops of belladonna. Well, I, I was just going to say, uh, dilating your pupils is is bad for your eyes. I mean, you know, your eye doctor does it once in a while, once a year or something, but uh, doing it on a regular basis is 
Well, they put belladonna in their eyes. And belladonna is a poison. It's a poison. It, it, belladonna, do you know what the meaning of that in Italian is? Beautiful donna. What's a donna? Woman. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. beautiful woman. Cool. Got another one here, the most unusual fashion. Marie Antoinette was the Jacqueline Kennedy of the 18th century. If the queen styled her wig in a particular fashion, all the ladies of the court were soon wearing their hair the same way. And when the first lady of Louis XVI became pregnant, the best dressed of Paris and Versailles wore cushions <laughs> under their gowns in imitation. That, that must must be an old book if you refer to Jackie Kennedy. Well, that's true. Probably, it is an old book, probably a lot of our listeners it is an old book. have no, no idea who she is. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> For nine months, they inserted larger and larger cushions to keep base, pace with Marie's expansion. Wow. Then suddenly, with the, with the birth of her son, cushions became passe. Wow. Isn't that wild? Oh, my clock went off. <laughs> so I don't know what to... Ah, uh, 940. 940. Yeah. Just turned over. Oh, man. The great replacement theory, I don't know how many people have heard of this, Uh. It's uh, basically what it says is that uh, the notion that Western elites want to replace and disempower white Americans. Okay, in other words, they're they're trying everything they can to replace uh, white people in America with immigrants and other people. Uh, Democrat consultant Patrick Reddy said in 1998, "quote the 19." 65 Immigration Reform Act promoted by President Kennedy, drafted by Attorney General Robert Kennedy, and pushed through the Senate by Ted Kennedy, whom we're just talking about mm -hmm. our experience with mm -hmm. him, has resulted, this is a direct quote from a Democratic consultant, has resulted in a wave of immigration from the third world that should shift the nation in a more liberal direction within a generation. And he said this in 1998. It will go down as the Kennedy family's greatest gift to the Democratic Party. And you remember, Allison, we were in Congress at the time, working in Congress, 1986, the Simpson-Mazzoli Act. Simpson-Mazzoli was an, uh, an amnesty act for illegals who were here. Oh, that's right. And it was promised, the Democrats promised that if Republicans would support it, that they would essentially close the borders to any more immigration and be very, well, not close, but... Well, Alan Simpson was a Republican. He was, exactly. And uh, Mazzoli was a congressman was a, from uh, Kentucky. I think... He was a Dem Democrat. Uh, he I was a Democrat. Uh, Roman Mazzoli. No, it sounds. That does sound right. All right. Anyway, it doesn't not matter. sure about Kentucky though. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Kentucky. Okay. Even we had Italian congressman from Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, we really? Were, uh, yeah, that. I, but that wouldn't be that, my first guess. That is no. I'm I'm pretty sure of that. But uh, Simpson Mazzoli Act. Uh, the Republicans got on board with it because they said, okay, we'll legalize uh, the people who are already here as long as Democrats agree. Uh, you're going to really restrict immigration uh, on our southern border. Well, they got hoodwinked. It didn't happen. Democrats didn't follow through. They they didn't keep the promise, and they were in charge of the Congress and of, of the presidency at the time, uh, so it didn't happen. Then in 2002, uh, two Democrats, Roy Texiera and John Judas, wrote a book called The Emerging Democratic Majority, arguing that demographic changes mostly by immigration, we're putting Democrats on a glide path to an, a super majority. Uh, Democratic pollster Stanley Greenberg's 2019 book called RIP, R-I-P, Rest in Peace, G-O-P, explains the coming death of the Republican Party as a result of, now what do you think, sucking up to Wall Street? 
pushing pointless wars? No. <laughs> the Republican Party's demise would come from the fact that, quote, and this is what he wrote, Democratic pollster wrote, our, quote, our country is hurtling toward a new America that is ever more racially and culturally diverse, more immigrant, and foreign-born. Now, I want to say, nobody objects to that. My, my grandparents were immigrants. A lot of people's mm -hmm. parents and grandparents sure. were immigrants. But they came here legally. Yeah, they didn't exactly. sneak across the border. Well, and, and I should point out that, that um, people here, uh, a lot of Mexicans who are here, Legally, do not like the oh, illegal they immigrants. It. They oppose illegal immigration. Yeah, exactly. Look at, exactly. Look at Flores, who just won uh, mm -hmm. the the nomination of, uh, as a, or won as a Republican rather, not the nomination, but the special election mm -hmm. uh, down in I think it was Brownwood that area, uh, mm, not Brownsville, Brownsville, uh, Brownsville. And uh, Elon Musk voted for her. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and that's the first time a Republican has been elected in that district. In, I don't know. Probably since, forever. Probably since Reconstruction, anyway. Uh, on MSNBC, they're constantly sneering about old white men and celebrating the browning of America. There's a group called Battleground Texas, and they say they're, they're going to help flip Texas to the Democrats, getting more Hispanics to vote. Well, how's that working for you? There was an article in Texas Monthly a few months ago about the rising republicanism of Hispanics. Mm -hmm. They don't like this illegal immigration. Most Hispanics, I don't have statistics to back it up, but my observation, are Christians. A lot of them are Catholics, as Christian Catholics, and they don't like this immoral stuff that the, the right. this, this queering of America and this mm -hmm. this uh, grooming, gender trans grooming, and all that stuff going on at schools among our kids and everything. They don't like it any more than we do. Right. So it's you know if the left is going to depend on Hispanics uh, to change this country, maybe the change will be in a way they don't like. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, there's a guy named Tim Wise. He's both at MSNBC and CNN. Uh, he's been quoted, cited, praised dozens of times in New York Times. So he's not a fringe character. He wrote uh, a few years ago an open letter to the white right. And this is a quote from it. For y'all rich folks, enjoy that champagne or whatever fancy-ass scotch you drink. And for y'all a bit lower on the economic scale, enjoy your Paps Blue Ribbon or whatever crappy-ass beer you favor because your time is limited, real damn limited. Now, guess why? This guy says, well, it's math. I thought math was racist, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah, but anyway, moving on. Why? Because he says, quote, you're on the white man, woman, you're on the endangered list. Unlike the bald eagle or some exotic species of muskrat, you are not worth saving. Wow. And this is a guy on CNN, MSNBC, you know, New York Times. You're not worth saving. In 40 years or so, maybe fewer, there won't be any more white people around. But that's okay, because in about 40 years, half the country will be black or brown. There's nothing you can do about it. We just have to be patient and wait for you to die, first politically, and then you hear it. The sound of your empire dying, your nation, as you knew it, ending permanently, because I do, and the sound of its demise is beautiful. Uh, so, when people show you... Who they are, you should believe them. This is yeah. this is called the Great Replacement Theory, but it ain't no theory. Let me tell you that. 946 is our Hill Country Patriot time. I'm glad you're joining us on the Hill Country Patriot, which is 104.3 in Kerrville, 102.1 in Fredericksburg. We are Bill and Allison. And I just want to point out, Bill was talking earlier about the uh, Simpson-Mazzoli bill, and uh, he guessed or thought he remembered that 
Congressman uh, Mazzoli was from Kentucky, and he is correct. Thank you very much. <laughs> what do I win for that? <laughs> He's from Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. okay. Oh, the economy. We keep talking about the economy. Price of gas. It's the economy, stupid. It's the economy, stupid. Yeah. Uh, economy is so bad, Allison. <laughs> How bad is it? There you go. How bad is it? A picture is now only worth 200 words. <laughs> the economy is so bad, Angelina Jolie adopted a child from America. <laughs> wow. Okay, during uh, pretrial hearings in Cook County, Texas, a defendant said, Judge, I want another public defender because this man is incontinent. <laughs> I had not heard that one. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Tra- trans- real, from transcript at a real trial. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, I mentioned the great replacement theory, just talking about that. Uh, I came across a survey released by All People, the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is a left-wing, super left-wing organization. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they did a survey and said an overwhelming majority of Republicans say they believe in key tenets of the Great Replacement Theory. Uh, it was a Democrat polling firm that did it in late April. 68% of Republicans agree with the statement that the recent, quote, the recent change in our national demographic makeup is not a natural change but has been motivated by progressive and liberal leaders actively trying to leverage political power by replacing more conservative voters. And 47% of Republicans agreed with this statement. There is a group of people in this country who are trying to replace native-born Americans with immigrants who agree with their political views. It's not a racial thing. It's a political thing. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with race. It all has to do with politics. They think immigrants coming from socialist countries want socialism, so they want them in America because they want socialism, the Democrats. That's a good point. They're trying to get away from socialism. They're trying to get away from socialism, and yet they, they think they're, the Democrats think they're going to bring right. their socialist ideas with them, which they may, because I'm not sure that all of them understand why the, it's because of socialism that, as, as President uh, Trump said, they live in an S-hole country. They don't understand that the, the, the link between socialist countries causing that. Mm-hmm. And they come to the United States, and if they vote they vote socialist that's what the democrats think but if they're hispanics any you know don't count on that democrats don't count on that 949 bill and allison uh hill country patriot uh i'm gonna go right to my amendment story allison okay uh you might recall president biden saying that no amendment is absolute no no amendment to the constitution is absolute and uh, uh, I think we have an. Uh, do we have an audio of him saying that? Yeah. Let's let's hear President Biden on uh, what he thinks of the Constitution. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. Okay, I played with the audio there a little bit, so you get the point. <laughs> Make sure what he said. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's look at some of the amendments to the Constitution that are not absolute, as Biden says. Freedom of speech. Freedom of the press. Freedom of religion. Freedom of assembly. The right to bear arms. 
protection against unreasonable search and seizure. These are all amendments uh, contained in the amendments of the Constitution that are, are Biden says are not absolute. Protection against the issuing of warrants without probable cause. Protection against trial without indictment. Double jeopardy. Self-incrimination. Government seizing your property. The right to a speedy trial. None of these are absolute, according to Biden. The right to be informed of charges well, against you. January 6th, um, oh, yeah. quote-unquote insurrectionists, um, are not having speedy trials. No. They're, they're, they're being held in horrible conditions in Washington, oh, they're, they're D- beaten. D.C. Yeah. And we, a friend of ours who's a, a judge, um, federal judge, federal judge, his personal opinion, and he didn't say this publicly, but he told us personally that uh, he doesn't think they will ever go to trial because he said that the cases will be thrown out because they were because they were held um, for so long without any charges. Yeah, they were denied due process. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things that that Joe Biden says are not absolute. They're, they can be taken away uh, by the government. Uh, as I said, right to a speedy trial, the right to be informed of charges against you, the right to be confronted by witnesses, the right to call your own witnesses, right to legal counsel. These are all amendments contained in amendments to the U.S. Constitution that Joe Biden says are not absolute that can be taken away by the go- he thinks taken away by the government. The right to trial by jury, protection against excessive bail, excessive fines, cruel and unusual punishment. So these are all things that he thinks are not rights, that the government mm-hmm. grants you rights. He thinks, well, what does is, what is the Constitution uh, say, uh, rather the Declaration of Independence say, in part, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the government with certain unalienable rights. No, that's not what it says. It says they are endowed by their creator, not the government. The source of our rights is from God, not government. So, you know, should be surprised that Joe Biden is saying something crazy? No, of course not. 9.54 is our Hill Country Patriot time. You're with Bill and Allison, as we mentioned before. Uh, Hillcountrypatriot.com? Well... 104.3, 102.1. And speaking of the Constitution, you know, the U.S. is the Constitution. There's there's calls for a new Constitutional Convention. A lot of states have have voted for it. And, oh, there'll be protections. We won't get rid of the First Amendment and all this, Second Amendment and all that. That's been talked about for years. Yeah, and an awful lot of states have passed it. We're getting close to enough states. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It takes two-thirds of the states. We got the... Because I hadn't heard about it for a long time. No, well, it's it's slowly working its way. Very, very dangerous idea. There is no legal way to restrict a constitutional convention, and the left wants to get rid of the U.S. Constitution, rewrite it completely, mm-hmm. uh, and it it is one of the most dangerous ideas out there. Uh, so we should definitely not have a, a constitution. That's why we have an amendment process. We want to change the constitution. We have an amendment. It's very difficult to get amendments passed, and that's a good thing. The U.S. is the Constitution. In the absence of the Constitution, the U.S. would not exist. Some other entity would take its place. Uh, and the disrespect for the Constitution, I say Democrats, uh, Republicans as well, rhinos. Uh, remember George W. Bush declared the power to suspend habeas corpus 
and hold citizens indefinitely without due process, just as they're doing to the January 6th people. Mm-hmm. It's been well over a year, about a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. And they're still in jail. Right. Some of them, most of them have not been, as far as I know, tried. That's correct. Uh, remember, it was the Obama, so that's a Republican regime declaring suspending of habeas corpus, which means you hold them without due process. You just hold them in jail. That's what Abraham Lincoln did, too. Abraham Lincoln did that as well. He suspended habeas corpus uh, when the Maryland legislature was meeting and it looked like they were going to vote to succeed, secede. Uh, Lincoln sent troops in to the legislature and arrested the legislators and, and did not allow them to, to have a vote. Um, so government does this kind of stuff. It was the Obama regime that declared the president's ability to execute citizens on suspicion alone without due process. Uh, it's, it's, it's the Democrats who discriminate against white males. They declare white people racists impose censorship, attack the Second Amendment. Law schools dissolve the Constitution into an ever-changing, quote, living document, changed at will by judges and law professors. In a lot of ways, Western civilization has been replaced, I guess you'd say, by a tower of Babel, structure without strength. So the question Republicans and Democrats should be asking is, how can a civilization as weak as we are go to war against Russia and China if that ever happens. It's a scary thing when, mm-hmm. our, when our government is more concerned with pronouns than they are with the southern border. Well, and you and I have both seen very recently commercials that are being run for to get recruits into the Air Force, and I believe, is, he, is it the Navy? I know it's at least the Air Force. Um, where they they are dressed up in this you know rainbow garb and talk about pronouns and all this sort of stuff yeah and and that's a recruitment commercial and the top officer in the military uh, of all the militaries I believe it's the US Space Force now uh, well not the top officer but let me rephrase that there's a lieutenant colonel who is the top transgender officer in the United States military. Wow. Transgender officer, lieutenant colonel. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's 9.58. We have so much more to talk about. I want you to remind you that the Frontier Times Museum Jamboree is tomorrow from 1 to 4 in Bandera. And everybody knows where the Frontier Times Museum, but they're going to have Jamboree. And that's going to be a <laughs> lot of fun. 1 to 4 uh, at the Frontier Times Museum in Bandera. And today, from 9 to 12, is the Farmer's Market in Junction. The Farmer's Market in Kerrville, too. And we mentioned the Farmer's Market in Kerrville and the River Hills Mall. And also Farmer's Market in Comfort Park from 8 a.m. to noon. So we're looking looking forward to all those things going on in the uh, Hill Country. So get out there and and go to some of those events. Mm -hmm. Have a good good time and get some good produce out there. We've got about five seconds to go. (laughs) We are we we will see you next week.